Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Want to talk about a new movie? Check. Want to talk about an older movie similar or related to that new movie? Check. That's what you can expect from Quality Check Podcast. It's a new podcast on the Studio DNA Network hosted by yours truly, Drew Douglas and Daniel Posey. Every other Tuesday, we'll talk about a new movie and an old movie to see how the film's quality holds up. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, a podcast that plans on getting you a ladder for your birthday. But that's it, just a ladder. It's Sif Pop. You don't want to send me to college? <laughs> no, no, hadn't crossed my mind. <laughs> Welcome to Sif Pop Weekly, streaming live most weekends are available to download later in your podcast feed, unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks! Patrons get those perks. I'm your host, Aaron Dicer, and he's an amazing guy, even if you've never seen him. It's Andrew Ormsby. Ahoy. And each week we'll chat about movies, television, and whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. Well, they're not going to see me this week because we're once again doing an audio only because yeah. I had to postpone the show you lost your voice i did so it would have not only been an invisible man show but it would have been a mute man show too <laughs> that's right <laughs> you know you think about it with podcasting we kind of are invisible men you know yeah. to a lot of people so i identify deeply with this movie in so many ways yeah no i did not <laughs> uh we're gonna get into i was gonna say do i need to talk to mrs dice here and be like hey you need help be aware yeah your husband uh may be having a psychotic breakdown yeah uh no we are excited uh to talk about the invisible man finally it's been lingering in my brain for you know four or five days now yeah uh had time to marinate on it yeah get a little marination going so we're gonna do that and all the usual fun stuff i also want to mention right off the bat with sif pop uh if you don't know sif pop is a conglomeration of pop culture things the website sifpop.com has reviews on it as well as uh, our best ever challenges uh, our contributors put together stuff for that. Uh, it is also the YouTube channel uh, at Sif Pop, which sometimes you can watch this podcast uh, record live at YouTube, as well as where I post my reviews at YouTube, which I haven't been doing a lot of lately. Oh, you haven't been doing your five no, things you should know? I, yeah, I mean, I did a few over 2019. I haven't done one yet in 2020. Uh, and I've been putting together my Fave 41 that I do every year. Yeah. And so my goal is, and sometimes I state these things so that they're out there and it puts a little pressure on me. Oh, so you kind of uh, feel an obligation to yeah, actually go through yeah, with it. Okay. Yeah. I've been extremely busy. No excuse. It's one of my favorite things to do anyway. I really want to do it. But I'm planning to get the Fave 41 videos out this week uh, about my favorite 41 movies from 2019. And then after that, I do plan on going back to weekly uh, video reviews. What's been mm. incredible is the members of Sif Pop, when, when you support 
the Sif Pop thing, you're supporting those reviews, you're supporting this podcast, you're supporting the website. Like, all of that is under the Sif Pop umbrella now. Supporting this house with a good roof. <laughs> That's right. We literally yeah. have a uh, yeah. a tier of members uh, at the Sif Pop Patreon called the Roofing Crew. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they keep a roof over my family's head. I do. I really do appreciate that. Uh, and also because of our membership, I mention it because I do feel that obligation. I know a lot of people do support Sif Pop because they like those five things reviews and they want to see more of them. Yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, we're like Sif Pop is three hundred dollars a month away from um, me promising to do two movie reviews a week. So <gasps> well, my I gotta get I gotta get myself in gear. I gotta yeah. get back to doing at least one right yeah. in, before I can go to two. So uh, anyhow, I did want to mention that and let you know that hopefully is on the horizon as well. Well, you did put it out in the world. Now, That's so. right. Now the obligation is alive and not invisible anymore. No. Nope. It is, is perfectly seen. Uh, all right, let's move into the show. Uh, let's kick it off with some Do We Care? Every single week, I scour the internet to find out what is going on in the entertainment world. I pick some topics for us to discuss, and we must decide Do We Care? Or not. Number one, we're going to start off with the We Care Deeply. This one just happened yesterday. Unfortunately, James Lipton, host of Inside Actor Studio, has yeah. passed away at the age of 93. I figure we had to talk about this because, I don't know about you, but as somebody who, you know, is very passionate about movies, you know, mm -hmm. he is just like a founding father of that realm of just the love of movies. And yeah. you could definitely tell whenever he was doing those interviews inside the actor studio. Yeah, it's it's some really fascinating stuff on the process of being an actor, yeah. the process of filmmaking, all that that kind of stuff. And what's interesting to me is uh, you watch these things, and he has this this these questions that he does at the end, which aren't yeah. original to him. He, he got it from somewhere, um, but it's so in, it's so interesting to see the different answers that you know people to have to those those questions and i'm sure i'm not the first person to say this but uh the final i think the final question in that group is uh it, when you get to the pearly gates if saint peter exists what do you hope that you know he says to you mm -hmm. and uh you know this this is james lipton's moment to yeah. possibly know the answer or not know the answer to that question so yeah um yeah it's uh it's always great when we get to remember people as they've lived full lives and oh yeah uh, james lipton certainly was able to do that so his passion was very infectious with how much you know just every single person he talked to it was like a gift for him every single time he was yeah. so excited yeah so totally agree 93 i had no idea he was that old honestly. I'll man i'll take 93 yeah i mean i'll take 93 and look as good as james lipton i'll, did. I'll take 63 yeah <laughs> <laughs> just Give me another 20 years. Yeah. I'll be good. Yeah. So, James Lipton, you will be missed. Absolutely. Number two. Yep. Bob Iger is out as CEO of Disney. Yeah. He is replaced by Bob Chapek or Chapek. Yeah. Is it Chapek? You're uh, the I, Disney guy. Uh, listen, I, I, I think it's Chapek, but okay. I, I really don't know. I know he was in charge of the parks division yeah. of the company, and now he's overall CEO. And I guess this was a, it wasn't a surprise that this was happening. It was yeah. a surprise that it happened so quickly. Well, yeah, because it was announced a, well, last year that Bob Iger was right. going to be stepping down, but it, right. all of a sudden this week it was like effective immediately and yeah. just out of nowhere. Yeah, so, I wonder what he's up to. Yeah, bye, Bob. Hi, Bob. Yeah, I think it, it'll. I think he must have something on the horizon. Yeah, that he wants to put his energy into and kind of shift. I mean, he's still doing Disney stuff. He's still in oh, charge yeah, of entertainment. Yeah, yeah. 
Do you uh, think he's going to be more hands-on with the creative aspect of things now? I, th- I think that's where his heart is. That's what it feels yeah. like. It feels like his heart is in kind of the entertainment aspect of what the company does and not necessarily the overall parks and, you know, that kind of yeah. thing. Um, do you foresee any changes? <laughs> is this going to have any effect at all on the, you know? I mean, sure, it'll have some effect, but I don't know that we're going to notice no- much noticeable effect. effect. Yeah, I, I don't think there'll be, there'll be much noticeable effect. No. They've, they've got a they've got a pretty uh, uh, revenue inducing thing going over there, at Disney. I don't know that. Yeah, uh, why? I know that a lot of people are talking about change. Yeah, exactly. Why why work on something that's already working? Yeah. Um. All right. Number three, sure. James Mangold to direct Indiana Jones Five as Spielberg wakes up to the realization that making this movie is a terrible idea. <laughs> That's your own spin on it, correct? What? And I, don't think, I don't think Spielberg has, has said it quite that way. Uh, look, James Mangold is great. I don't, you know. No, bring, yeah. Bring up I mean, more 310 to Yuma, uh, Logan. What was the most recent one? Ford v. Did. Ferrari, man. Ford v. Ferrari, that's the one, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah don't get me wrong. The guy can make great movies. But he can also, I mean, everybody can make a bad movie. It's true. Yeah. You think the next indie movie is going to be awful? It certainly yeah. can't be worse than Crystal Skull. That's a challenge right there. Right? It's like James Mangold, I dare you to make a worse movie. <laughs> I, I think we're looking at a kind of a Force Awakens situation where, you know, it's you can't do worse than the prequels. And so JJ brings a movie out and people are like, This is amazing. You yeah, know, but like, then the next two. Well, sure. But I'm just saying I'm just saying I think this could benefit from low expectations and kind of a uh, you know I will tell you right now, I will be probably going in with low expectations. Uh, maybe after I watch a trailer or two, you know. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I'm excited for it. Yeah. So, uh, man, I just really wish they weren't. It, it feels like they realized, hey, Indiana Jones 4 was really bad. Maybe we make one last one. If it's good, we can hang our hat on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Fingers crossed, because, I mean... Nobody wants to see a geriatric Indiana Jones. I I still think Shia could have been a good Indiana, like a good uh, you oh, know person to of... take the torch. I yeah. I really do. Yeah. Um, I mean, and he's he can... kind of he's he's kind of back. I I mean, I don't know if he's involved in this at all, yeah. but he's his career has kind of made a little bit of a turnaround this last year. Yeah, Peanut Honey Butter, Boy, yeah. Peanut Butter Falcon. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've always liked Shia. I always I thought agree. he was a very great, especially like movies like Fury or uh, mm-hmm. he did. Oh, yeah, all the Transformers movies are phenomenal. (laughs) Great filmmaking. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. Um, But, yeah, so that's what's going on there. It's a big franchise. We had to talk about it. And that is going to wrap it up for Do We Care. Very nice. Uh, Let's get into the review for this week. Let's talk about The Invisible Man. Cecilia, although our relationship was far from perfect, I thought that you would talk to me rather than run away. Are you okay? What happened to him? He cut his wrist. Per his final wishes, you're getting five million dollars. Contingent, of course, on the fine print. He can't be ruled to be mentally incompetent. It just doesn't make any sense. What? Adrian wouldn't kill himself. Listen, you're getting your freedom back, okay? Don't let him haunt you. Hello? After staging his own suicide, a crazed scientist uses his power to become invisible to stalk and terrorize his ex-girlfriend. When the police refuse to believe her story, she decides to take matters into her own hands and fight 
back. Now, this is the direct description of this movie uh, from the internet's. Uh, from the movie itself, and very spoilerish. It's kind of spoilerish, and also not necessarily true. Yeah, like I don't I, listen. I, this is as spoiler as we're going to be during this portion, uh, which I don't think is very spoilerly spoilery to say. I think the movie is more open ended than that. Very I, much so, and I, honestly, like, that's one of my favorite aspects of this movie. Right. Uh, so but we need I was, to get into it first. Yeah, I, I just I just wanted to state after yeah. you know, kind of giving that description. I'm I'm not sure that's a great description. So yeah. Uh, but what do you think? Did you like it? Love it? Dislike it? Hate it? Or it was just okay? I'm very close to loving this movie, but yeah. I'm going to stick with. Re- Really liked it. Uh, I am also. I am probably exactly in the same place. Yeah. Uh, I am a, a trigger hair away from you know going with loved it. Uh, this yeah. is this is a really good movie. Yeah, surprisingly a really good movie. I'll, okay, I'll just say this: three fourths of this movie, the first three fourths, I love this movie. Yes. The first three fourths are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I was like, this movie has no right to be this good. Yeah, and uh, but the 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 ending, um, it kind of fell apart for me. It kind of made me question yeah. some stuff. But, man, it is great. And I can't wait to get into the pros of this movie because I got a bunch. Well, I really don't have anything uh, to add to what you have said. I, I basically feel like maybe you could just give this review for both of us. Oh, okay. It sounds like we feel <laughs> the exact same way. Yeah, uh, there, there are just some things that happen towards the end with the plot and the machinations of some of the character choices and those yeah. kind of things that I'm like, well, you kind of lost me with that. But yeah, for... At least 75% of this movie, I was way in. So, yeah, start getting into the pros. Oh, man, Elizabeth Moss. She just... She is <laughs> acting her butt off in this movie to portray a uh, a, and a, a relationship abuse victim mm-hmm. as convincingly as she did and make her so like sympathetic, but at the same time, questioning her mental state at the same time yeah. is profoundly incredible. She is so good in this movie. And it's not... It rests on her shoulders. The it, whole movie does. It really does. She really is great. And it ties right into what she's doing ties right into one of my biggest pros, which is uh, how beautifully this movie represents the absolute terror of not being believed, yes. you know, of of being gaslighted, of being abused, of being in an abusive situation. And people are like, uh, you, you know, yeah. maybe calm down a little bit. It doesn't sound that, you know, like there's. It's just, it, this movie portrays that, and, and again, as a giant dude, this is not something I have ever really experienced yeah. in my life to be <laughs> vulnerable in that way, mm-hmm. um, but this movie gives me so much more empathy for that, and I think that's to the movie's credit, and I think that's what Lee is trying to do here, yeah. is tell that story from the victim's perspective in a way that really speaks to uh, kind of some things where some demons were trying to exercise culturally, and, and I just think it's great. But to piggyback off of that, where, you know, you have somebody who's gone through this, but people don't believe her, as an audience member, there were moments I didn't know if I believed her. Mm-hmm. And that is um, just a testament to how beautiful this movie is shot. Yeah. I think besides Elizabeth's performance, the way this movie is shot, the way that the camera works with this movie, and the way um, the score is so minimalistic, because... It makes you lean in and focus on this movie so hard. Like, Mm -hmm. you want to, like, look around. Like, there are moments in this movie where it just pans away 
to like just a scene mm-hmm. and there's nothing there and your mind is like or is there yeah, something or there? is there something <laughs> yeah. there exactly yeah like your eyes are like darting left right is something moving oh and it's just, totally purposeful yes yeah, he's, oh, he's leading us there yeah. in such a brilliant way yeah i totally agree and with the so much of this movie not having a you know a soundtrack to it makes you listen to like Am I going to hear footsteps in the background? Am I going to hear breathing, you know? Mm-hmm. This movie is brilliantly shot. Yeah. Yeah, it's oh. really well done. Lee, Lee Winnell, right? Uh, yes. Uh, most recently, uh, Upgrade, right? Was yeah. the last one he directed. Uh, I think very... I'm in. I'm in with Lee. You yeah. Know? Very promising career. Yeah. Well, I know he, he wrote uh, Upgrade. Let's check see if he directed it. As well. Oh, he did. Call. He did. He did. He wrote I, and directed. Yeah, I thought he directed Upgrade. Yeah. Uh, I think before this he was a uh, a, a, a DP, so you know he's very well versed with uh you know camera work and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So being a director of photography for action movies and stuff like that, that definitely came across an upgrade. Yeah, and uh, this movie is not really an action movie, but the way it's shot really shows his range and his knowledge of his craft. So good on you, man. This is a it's a really good movie. Uh, what? Anything else in the the pro category that you wanted to go with? Um, let's see. We've talked about Elizabeth. We talked about um, the only the other DP. movie Lee is directed. By the way, was Insidious Chapter Three. Uh, I haven't really seen the Insidious movies. So. Yeah, I haven't either. Okay, yeah. So, so he's definitely kind of come from the horror genre, yeah. and you know, kind of found his way there. So mm-hmm. he's currently in pre production on Escape from New York. Ooh. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> Snape Plissken, I am all on board for that. I, I want to know if uh, Kurt Russell's coming back. Um, let's see. Uh, we kind of talked about how, you know, this movie... Well, I guess we haven't talked about this. Initially, this was supposed to be a part of the quote-unquote dark universe. Yeah. But uh, that whole thing is falling apart. And I think that this movie, it obviously stands alone on itself. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how far into the production this movie was before they scrapped the dark universe or if this was like from the beginning, it was like, yeah, it was supposed to be, but we have enough time to, you know, rehash it to where it's, it's a standalone. See, this is the kind of thing that if you, if you make movies like this first and then put your expanded universe together, yeah, you're doing so much better. Like you could include a post credit scene or something in this where, you know, Iron Man. Uh, yeah. Where you have Tom Cruise show up as you know, the mummy or something or whatever, yeah, or exactly. Russell Crowe or yeah, whoever. Like I, I can see that and I love that kind of stuff. But you have to make this movie first, and unfortunately, they made a movie that was so dependent on the idea of an expanded universe that it handcuffed the movie in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. So no, I totally agree. Uh, other performances, uh, I pretty much enjoyed everybody in this. Uh, yeah. uh, Aldous Hodge was great uh storm reed i thought was really good um so yeah i think there's a lot of good stuff going on in here let's just i'll I'll just say that there is a scene oh okay so that's where i i I saw lee wannell's face i'm like i know that guy from somewhere he's uh one of the guys trapped he's the other guy trapped with carrie elwis in the first saw movie in the room right okay so I was like, oh, I have seen this guy somewhere. Yeah, but um, I say right because I saw that as well. Okay, uh, I didn't see Saw, but I saw that he you was saw the in seesaw? Saw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did see him in Saw, but not yeah. because I saw Saw. Yeah, because I can see the internet. Yeah, you saw. I got it. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. You, you mentioned uh, Aldous Hodge, who I think is great in this movie. The dynamic between him and his daughter 
is just so great and it's like the exact opposite of what you know uh cecilia's life has been you know a caring you know loving family that communicates and stuff like that and has each other's back and the way that they just you know open themselves to her i uh, did the movie ever really discuss how she knew them um i don't think it got into it other uh other than they were just you know close friends okay and, yeah no the movie the movie doesn't waste any time with you know too much unnecessary backstory that you just you know what's going on because the movie is showing you what's going on and that's you know show don't tell so i, I yeah. really appreciated that yeah um yeah uh really my, one of my only cons i'm afraid to get into too deeply because of possible spoilers for the movie but i'll just say that it really uh my question for motives and stuff like that for several characters um starts to fall apart at the towards the end of this movie yeah and i don't know if it's how i personally would have uh, preferred this movie to end as opposed to it may just not be as good as ending as it could have been so right. i don't know which one it is but i'll definitely get into that more in spoilers did you have any I think all my cons are going to have to wait for spoilers as well, okay. uh, because it does all have to do with kind of the ending of this movie and the things that take place in the last 20 minutes or so. Yeah. I do want to preface, just again, just to clarify for me anyway, the movie, the ending is not bad, Correct. but from the caliber of movie it had been up to that point, it is kind of let down, but it's still good. It's right. still good. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think I agree with all of that. Uh, also, shout out to Harriet Dyer, uh, who plays the sister. Oh, yeah. And um, I think her and uh, Aldous Hodge had the most responsibility in portraying the uh, good people who are having trouble believing somebody they love yeah. kind of thing. And I thought they both did such a great job at that and really, again, brought home kind of the theme of this movie through their performance. So... Um, so yeah, I wanted to give her a shout out as well. Absolutely. Uh, all right. I think the rest of it will wait for spoilers. If you've seen the movie, uh, the Sif spoil should be in your podcast feed next. Um, so you won't have to, uh, worry about waiting for that. It should show up, uh, right after this one does. Um, do you have one last thing? Anything else you wanted to mention? No post credit scene. If there was, I didn't see it. Hey, hey. hey, I didn't. Uh, I didn't see one either. Yeah. So yeah, I don't. I don't think it was there. Um, I think the only other thing I will say is possible trigger warnings. Uh, for how, I wasn't expecting how authentically abusive this relationship was going to be right yes. from the start. Yeah, and I. I think if that is a situation you have experience with or have been through, I think it bears uh, at least a mention of check out the, the research on it. See if you're, you know, if it's yeah. something that's going to be too upsetting to you to experience. Yeah. This is a horror movie in a different sense of really the classic portrayal of what this original story arc of an invisible man is based on. This is very much a, uh, a survivor, an abusive relationship survivor story. Yeah. With an invisible man element to it. Yeah. I think that really the invisible man element to it is more, I don't want to say metaphorical, but it's more background to, you know, the survivor story arc. Mm -hmm. So that's a really good 
idea to preface before you go to this movie to have that knowledge. And I will finish by telling this uh, this one story about my experience watching yeah. uh, The Invisible Man. Uh, this movie has an incredible opening scene. I mean, just puts you right in it. Oh, and yeah. You're just you bought in, tension, all that from the beginning. However... The theater we were at, uh, you know how they have, it's all, uh, you know, uh, mechanical beforehand, how like the lights will go down at a certain oh, point. Oh no, please tell me that the lights, they went, they didn't go down, did they? So you here's, see. here's what happened. For whatever reason, they must have had it programmed this way. The lights go down when they're supposed to go down yeah. at the beginning of the movie. But instead of the, the sound... Uh, being the movie, it swapped the sound for like that pre-movie or, you know, like the pre-movie songs and that kind of stuff. Like, and if you love this movie, you know, check out this song from such and such an oh, artist. And no. This is going over that first scene. I think oh. it starts with these waves, you know, yeah. crashing on. And so the waves are crashing and the guy's like, now from such and such and such and such. Oh, and then she's, no. She's, it's, yeah. So, I mean, they started it over for us. So I did get to see the whole okay, scene eventually. Okay. But what I wanted to get to was the fact that you get to this place where she is tiptoeing, you know, around the room and trying to leave quietly. And she looks over at him and uh, right then Frozen, Let It Go starts. And it's just like, let it go. Let it go. (laughs) That honestly, if that was me, I would have actually been a little upset because I'm like, yeah, they're trying to set a mood for this, but now this this mood is always going to be tainted by the fact that I'm exactly. going to have frozen in the back of my head. Yes, yeah. Oh man, that's that's a kingdom of isolation, and it looks like I'm the queen. Yeah, you know, is those kind of lyrics playing over, which is strangely perfect. Yeah, for what's going on. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I I found it. Uh, turn away and slam the door. I don't care what they're going to say. Yeah. Um. Here's a question for you. Yeah. Where does this land for movie of the year? I know we're at the beginning of the year, so I'm I have always... been, it's been a pleasantly surprising year for me. I think I I don't have my list in front of me. I guess okay. I, I guess I can pull that up pretty quickly. It's either number one or um, number two for me behind the gentleman. That yeah, um, and strangely enough, Sonic the Hedgehog is in that conversation for me as well. Uh, I really had a good time with that movie. So. Um, so those three are kind of, I, I think it would be the invisible man right now, but that could be recency bias. Yeah. So, fair enough. That's but fair it, enough. it has been a strange, like birds of prey, maybe in that conversation, even like I've been strangely pleased with bad boys, a lot trace. of mm-hmm, Um, yeah. So, okay. So yeah, I just, it's a really good movie that I was shocked was as good as it was. There so. you go. Yep. High recommend from me. Yeah, recommend as well. Uh, even if you don't like horror movies, there's so much more going on here that it's it's really more suspense, yeah. tension. My wife hates horror movies. She didn't mind this movie. She wasn't sure she wanted to go, mm-hmm. but the more she researched on it, she was like, you know, maybe this is more Hitchcockian kind of suspense kind of thing. No, this so. is definitely not Hollow Man for as unscary as that movie was. But it's <laughs> right. but it's um. It's not trying to be a horror movie. It's trying to be a, a, a psychological, you know, yeah. mind-questioning movie. Yes. 
Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's uh, let's head into the uh, best ever challenge for this week. I'm excited about this one. I'm oh, not good. Gonna lie. Good. Yeah. The best ever challenge topics have been a lot of fun uh, recently. Again, if you want to check out our contributors' choices for the best ever challenge, you can go to sifpop.com. It is best ever movies whose title deals with sight. Uh, yes. So something about the concept of sight in the title itself. Uh, we will each pick our top five. And uh, probably some honorable mentions as well. Now, I know I have the definitive list on this one. So oh, well, I'm ex- good. Well, yeah. I don't even know why I have to even say mine then. Yeah. If you've got the definitive list. I'm assuming list, yours is just going to be an honorable mention list at this point. <laughs> so. Right, right. Because you found the exact right answers. Yeah, obviously. I will say <laughs> I will say there are at least two movies that didn't even make my top five that most people will think I'm crazy for not having in my top five. So yeah. I'm guessing they're in your list. Um, but maybe not. Who knows? Let's do it. You kick us off. What's your number five golden eye that is not on my list that is in my mm. honorable mentions okay but, fair yeah. enough um easily the best pierce brosnan uh james bond movie and i would honestly say it is in my top three james bond movies all of all time yeah. okay yeah i love golden eye great video game as well oh man <laughs> oh man i don't even want to get into how much life i've spent playing golden eye on the 64 nice yeah, uh, great Bond movie, great spy movie. Yeah, it's just great. Your number five? My number five is Red Eye. Oh, okay. Um, surprisingly, a uh, good movie. Uh, Killian Murphy just uh, mm-hmm. being creepy. Yeah, and uh, and I think it's in similar to The Invisible Man in this way. I think what I love about Red Eye is kind of the intensity to it. There's a there's a real kind of is this true or is it not true kind of thing going on? Oh, I never on. got that from the movie. That's interesting. Yeah, so I... It's yeah, Rachel I thought, McAdams, right? Right, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so I thought I thought it was good. Yeah, uh, yeah, that never... that Whenever I was watching the movie, I just took it at the forefront. This is just a psycho... Or a, a, a creepy dude on a plane with an agenda. It never crossed my mind once that it could all be in her head or something yeah. like that. yeah. But that would have been that's be a fun way to go back and rewatch this movie, even though I have knowledge now, but with a different yeah. outlook. Hey. Hey. Number four. Number four. This is way higher on your list, I know. Blind spotting. It is higher on my list. Yeah. You, you wanna wait then? You want uh, we'll wait. We'll go yeah. Trump rules. Okay. Yep. Uh then my number four. Yep. Uh speaking of lookout, is the lookout. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Do you remember this movie? I may not have seen this movie. Dude, The Lookout's really good. Okay. Uh, Basically... I do love Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I think it's one of those that's really underseen, underrated, but basically it's Jeff Daniels, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, some other people you probably know in there as well, but it is about them doing this crime, and he is... The lookout, but he's dealing with um, special needs and different things that you know ways that he operates differently. Uh, so, so yeah, it's kind of a it's 2007, so it's been you know several years. 2007 but, was a great year for movies. So, so yeah, I I think I'd highly recommend it. And Joseph, it's Gordon only 90 Levitt. minutes of your life. So yeah, I mean Joseph Gordon Levitt does like to do stuff <laughs> with a. Uh, 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 what's his name? Jeff Daniels. Hey, and it's uh, written and directed by Scott Frank. We're going to be talking about him in a couple minutes. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that's my number four. My number three, then. Sure. Eye in the sky. Oh, 
I totally forgot about that one. I love this movie. That's a great movie. This movie is like, okay, it makes you question. Like, I can't remember how many times like I've talked to somebody and they're like, hey, have you seen Eye in the Sky? And really just that whole dilemma that the movie is, you know, based around. It makes you talk like, well, what would you have done? You know, yeah. well, what would you have done? Yeah. You know? Great oh, man. choice. This I'm, movie is so good. I'm I'm stealing that. that and Helen that, Mirren is just killing it, too. That bumps Red Eye out of my top five. That's oh. now in my top five. Very good, good call. Pro- probably number three, actually. Yeah, that's me. where I got it, man. I love that movie so much. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, You're number three. Searching for Bobby Fischer. Oh, man. That's actually a really good pick. I I, I didn't even think of it. I, He's searching, yeah. Yeah, I love that movie. Um, it is, it's an older movie, but I go back to it, and I think it holds up really well. I think I watched it about a year ago, and uh, I just... Oh, I'm, a, I'm thinking of a different one. I'm thinking of the Tobey Maguire, Bobby Fischer movie. Oh, no, no, no. no. This is the one um, that... Uh, I'm trying to remember the exact cast, but... I know it has uh, been Kingsley in it. Oh, Joe Joe Montana, Lawrence Fishburne, Joan Allen. Joe Montana's in this movie? uh, David Paymer. (laughs) What's that? Joe Joe Montana? Montana. Oh, no, no. (laughs) Montana. It's different. Okay. Uh, And then you've got William H. Macy, uh, Laura Linney. I mean, it's just a a bunch of people. Uh, Tony Shalhoub. But I love chess. I love chess movies. And, you know, this is a little kid good at chess. And he's amazing. So, again, this is 25 years old? 26 years old? Yeah, it came out in 93. 27 years old. So, there you go. Man. All right. Number two? Number two. End of Watch. That's my number two as well. Wow. What a powerful movie, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from what I read, I know this doesn't really matter, but apparently Pena and Gyllenhaal did not like each other on the making of this movie. Oh, really? Yeah. But you would never would have known by how great the chemistry between them is. Like, that dynamic of just those two guys in that cop car for an entire movie, and just, you get the brotherhood aspect of that so much. Yeah. How real this movie is, is just... Well, and I think a lot of that uh, can be credited to the way it uses uh, in-movie video. Oh, yeah. Um, and I know I talk about this almost every time I talk about End of Watch, yeah. but I really think the um, the idea of... What are those called? Movies that only use uh, in-movie video. Um, there's a name like Cloverfield and... Um, oh, um, the... Uh, man, now I can't think of it. It's not not self-shot, but it's... Uh, Sorry, my uh, my ignorance is catching. Yeah. Uh, no, it totally slipped my not, brain. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, but you can do those kind of movies and you can lock yourself... Found footage. Thank you. Found footage films. <laughs> so you can do a found footage film and lock yourself into this idea that, oh, every single shot has to be found footage and... And End of Watch is just like, no, what if it's a found footage movie, but there's also, we actually make a movie, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know? Because and the entire movie isn't found footage. No, but yeah. there's a lot of quote-unquote found footage type stuff in there, Yeah, because that can be a really effective way to bring authenticity to a story, and I think that's the mistake that I see Hollywood make over and over again is to treat tools as gimmicks. And I think found footage is a great tool that has been used as a gimmick too many times. Yeah. Um, so end of watch, I think is the perfect example of how to use it as a tool. Yeah. So Very great good. movie. 
so that, it was both of our number two. That's right. So my number one. Your number one. I saw the devil. I what? Korean movie. It is a very rough watch. Okay. I'm going to give you the premise of this movie. Okay. So a detective's wife is murdered by a serial killer. The detective then dedicates his life to hunting the serial killer. He catches him within the first 20 minutes of this movie. And you're like, what? The movie can't be over. Right. Beats the guy within an inch of his life, then gives him $50,000 and says, go and run. I'm going to do this to you for the rest of your life, where I just hunt you down, beat you within an inch of your life. Give you money. Give you money and then release you. It is one of the most fascinating movies I've ever seen because <laughs> it it's it's a catch it's and release concept. movie. Yeah. It's a movie that makes you throughout moments of this movie feel sorry for a serial killer. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting how this movie has this uh aspect, this dynamic of who's the villain in this movie? Is it the cop who's just avenging his wife? who is slowly turning into the monster that he's hunting? Or is it somebody who we, from the get-go, have learned to despise and because of their actions? Are they getting their just deserve, or is this wrong? The moral dilemma that this movie takes you on is fascinating. I will say this, probably one of the goriest movies I've ever seen in my life. It is graphic with violence. But that's the point, is to make you think... Does he deserve this or mm. stuff? Fascinating movie. And I tell you, man, South Korea, they know how to make great movies. Honestly, I think this might be my favorite South Korean movie. So well, there sorry, you go. sorry, Parasite. That's why but, it's your number one. Yeah. Um, I can't recommend this movie enough. It's in my yeah, top What a five. compelling concept. Uh, I don't know that I'm in for the gore. Yeah. So I probably won't seek this out. Yeah, it is a rough watch. I'll say that. Uh, but it is a fascinating watch, and it's you know I always like movies that make you question afterwards, like kind of does like does it end well? By yes. end well, I mean does the movie tell its story with a very much so from beginning to end? It is very cohesive. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair yeah. enough. All yeah. right. So your number one is I mentioned it earlier. Blind spotting. Yeah. <laughs> Powerful film. What a powerful film. What what more is there left to say about blind spotting? Uh, why haven't why are, why am I not watching it right now? <laughs> <laughs> uh it's just it's one of those movies that is great all the way through, in my opinion, but also has a moment that will stick with me forever. And is I it love the it. the basement rap? Yes. Yeah. That Ooh. basement that basement rap absolutely destroyed me the first time I watched it. I was just like this should not be working. I don't understand how this is working, how it feels so authentic. Yeah. Uh, and despite what's going on, uh, seeming a bit unrealistic, but it doesn't. It feels real. Um, in many ways, the movie almost becomes a musical, if you can go with me for a second. I'll give um, you, I'll give you, you know what I mean? But, yeah. But in a more authentic way than most musicals yeah. are even able to do yeah, it. Yeah, it's you know? not like, you know, everybody in the world is breaking out to a song and dance of a... Right. You know, no, everybody knows the lyrics to a made-up right. song on the spot. Right. Yeah. No, no, it's very authentic. And uh, David Diggs is just so incredible in that moment. And it says everything about this movie that it wants to say. It brings home every theme, every point that the movie has already been preparing you for. It is not the only thing about this movie, 
uh, that the that the movie is saying, but it is the overarching thing that the movie is saying. Yeah. And uh, man, I just I, I will never forget that moment. Just being like, yeah, how is this so great? How is this taking everything I love about the power of spoken verse and hip hop? The power of movies to tell a cohesive story with a theme that means something. How is it combining all of that in the exact same moment? Uh, yeah. It was just, it was powerful for me. Yeah. I also love the moment where they're at that house party and Miles, his friend, is mistaken for somebody who's trying to, you know, look the part mm-hmm. of somebody in Oakland, yeah. you know, and uh, even uh, Colin, who's our main protagonist in this movie. Whenever he's just hearing the description of him, he's like, oh, yeah. And then he looks over and realizes that the person that they've been making fun of is his best friend and just the look on his face. Yeah. That was, but like you said, the the basement rap is just like one of the most goosebump-inducing moments ever. Yeah. I totally get why it's your number one. Number one? Yeah. Uh, let's run through some honorable mentions. I only have two. Really. Okay. I've, I've still got uh, eight. Oh, wow. That can be mentioned. I just had a hard time thinking of some. But I'll mention my favorite kidnapping movie of all time, The Blind Side. The Blind Side. That was yeah. one of my honorable mentions as well. Yeah. Kidnapping movie. <laughs> nice. It's it's a really good movie, man. Uh, Sandra Bullock's acting her. Sorry, here's my throat again. It's yeah. all right, man. I know it's an emotional movie. You yeah. don't have to get choked up. It's I've never okay. had a bed before. <laughs> He's never had a bed, Aaron. No, man, Sandra Bullock's acting her butt off in that movie. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the only other one I have is Out of Sight. Yep. Just, I, and that was one of the two that I figured most people were like, you're crazy for not having this in your top five. I, I get you. I mean, the two of the most beautiful people of all time, being beautiful yeah. in a movie is beautiful. <laughs> um, uh, the other one that I thought people might think I'm crazy for not having in the top five is Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> I haven't seen it. It's on my list of shame oh, of movies I haven't okay. seen yet. All right. Uh, the Hills Have Eyes is worth mentioning. Is it? Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is worth mentioning as Saw, you know. Uh, <laughs> For Your Eyes Only um, is worth a mention. Uh, Look Who's Talking, yeah. maybe. Uh, and then Searching. Uh, that movie is good enough that Man, it's worth a mention I as well. I still have not seen that movie yet. That's the... Uh, uh, I almost said Harold and Kumar. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but you are yes, correct. Yeah, I am right, yeah. I, I should say his real name, but I just can't think of it right now. No, you're fine. It's but John no, Cho. John Cho, thank yeah. you. Uh, yeah, you really praised that movie by how surprised you were that, <sighs> it's just it, surprising that the gimmick didn't you know, wear thin on you. And and yes, I was very surprised because it's a type... It's not a found footage movie. It's a what, screen life. I think they call them screen life movies. Yeah. Where the entire movie takes place on types of screens yeah um and so you know that's it becomes found footage ish because you're dealing with webcams that are on the screen those kind of things um but yeah i was surprised how well it pulls it off it's not perfect in fact i think there are people out here out there that love this movie even more than i do i just think it's really good yeah uh and surprisingly well done um, but I think towards the end, it kind of gets a little full of its uh, own cons- conceit mm. in some ways that um, that don't work for me. No, so that's fair. Yeah, so, yeah. I still I still want to see it though. You should. Yep. You absolutely should. All right, that's my honorable. Do you have any more that you want to throw out? I think that was it. Okay, uh, that works for the honorable mentions. Uh, we've already talked about uh, the 
Sif Pop membership a little bit in this episode, uh, so yes. we won't belabor it too much, but uh, do like to mention also the bonus podcast uh, for the episode. Uh, we do attempt to do one every week. We don't have one because of the time frame this week uh, that we were able to do, um, but if you want to check out all the previous episodes, you can do that as a Sif Pop member. Again, support starts at $3 a month, and thank you so much to our Sif Pop members uh, for making this whole beautiful pop culture family a reality. Uh, it's it's a wonderful thing, and we appreciate it. Yes, absolutely. Um, all right, I think we're ready to close it off with our buried treasure, Andrew. Sweet. Um, I'll let you go first. Okay. What is that one thing in pop culture that you want people to know about? Thank you, Andrew. I'm still Thank in your line. You. Did did the whole introduction and everything. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to talk about Cheer on Netflix. Uh, this is a Cheer. docu-series on Netflix. Six oh, episodes. the Cheerleader documentary. Yeah. And um, I've just been hearing too many good things about it not to check it out. Mm-hmm. My wife and I checked out one episode, and nine hours later. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it's, I think technically six hours later, but uh, yeah, uh, it is. It is really good. It, it's it's incredibly put together because it it understands completely how to bring you into these humans as characters, as people, as uh, you know, and the other thing it does that great, all great docs do is it makes you curious about this world and teaches you things that you may not have known. You know, by the end, my wife and I are talking in, you know, cheer language to each other. Do you think such and such will make the mat, you know, for Daytona? Oh, you know, that wow. kind of stuff. Uh, so who would have thought that they had yeah. their own language? Who's going to get, who's going to be top girl? I mean, they've got good flyers that, you know, several good flyers that could do it. And look at you, <laughs> being a cheer pro. It's pretty impressive stuff. So, and it's an interesting story. So I, I thought I would mention it. Uh, we loved it so much. My wife was bawling by the end, wow. uh, and I was following all of them on Instagram. So that's you know, that's <laughs> that's just how it goes. That's that's awesome, man. It's very well done. Yeah, you should check it out. Okay, well, I'm I'm gonna now. I mean, that's high praise. What do you got? Uh, initially, I was gonna go with a movie that already you know we've said we love on this movie that I know I love more, and that's Eddie the Eagle because I just rewatched oh, it yeah, and I yeah. love the movie. But I like the movie. I, I really love the movie. But I'm not gonna go with that. I am gonna go with a new comic run that I just have to have people watch or reading. The new Thor run. Oh, by Marvel is. Do runs have a name like? Uh, I really, if they do, like I'm not... Like series names or anything like that? Or yeah, just, uh, I, I just know like whenever a... I'll just call them runs for now. Whenever a particular run ends, I know that the... Uh, if it's canon, then all of the elements that happen within that, you know, story arc are, are set throughout to whatever the new runs were. Like there was a Mighty Thor run, and mm-hmm. that was where Jane Foster became Thor, you know? Um what the uh, events that happened within that run uh, still have ramifications in this new run, but I think it's a new writer, new artist, and stuff like that. So maybe that's the only difference. I don't really know. But this new story arc is fascinating because it starts off: Thor is now the All Father of Asgard. Odin is dead. He is now king. He um, is the most powerful Thor he's ever been. He is about to address his people for the first time when all of a sudden a half-dead Galactus crash lands on Asgard. Thor is about to kill him, and then Galactus, the most 
evil force in the Marvel universe, in the Marvel universe says, Thor, I need your help to save the universe. And that is whenever Galactus turns Thor into a herald of Galactus. Mm. Yes. And it is that all that, that I just described is in the first issue. So I'm not really giving too much away, but just enough to get you intrigued. There are three or four, uh, uh, issues out right now it is fascinating where the story is going how do you get your comics do you do it all digitally now yes comiXology is the app okay. i use yeah in the different like marvel and dc have their own apps too right that well they yeah do? they can but comiXology is like amazon where you can just get them all digitally right. and, and subscribe so. to the ones you want exactly yeah so that's what i do and uh i like it because it's just not only is it universal but the way that you can actually view it on your phone or an iPad or something like that is very, very user friendly. I remember I've read one comic in my entire life and mm-hmm. I don't, I am sorry that I don't remember which one it was. Um, but it was introduced to, uh, us on the show from, uh, one of our gurus. And, um, I remember using the app to read the comic and just thinking how beautiful that, uh, environment was yeah. for telling those kind of stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so yeah, it's interesting. Do you usually, do you usually read it on your phone or do you usually get like a tablet or something to read it on? It just depends what's most convenient for me at the Mm -hmm. time. Like if I'm on a lunch break at work or something and and a new issue comes out, I'll read it on my phone. But if I'm like, I'm at home, I'll use my iPad or something like that. Just because, you know, you can really appreciate, you know, the art style more from a bigger, you know, screen. Um, I'm surprised that actually I'm going to recommend one for you besides this one. I'm going to recommend that you... Uh, read Watchmen for how much you love the miniseries. I think it might that be if you interesting were, to me now. I yeah. think that if you were to go back and read it, you know, that way you would have just that much more context for what happens. I think that the miniseries did a pretty good job of, you know, explaining enough that you understood what was going on in the show without <laughs> having the knowledge. Such a great show. Yeah. But still, I think that if you were to go back and read it, I think you would really appreciate what was going on there. Speaking of uh, HBO shows, I am caught up on The Outsider now. Oh, so. I'm, I'm two episodes behind. Oh, we just keep fl- flip-flopping each other, like leapfrogging. <laughs> yeah, well, you know... I think I've there's been... one episode left. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I've been building my house, so... What? That's what when my weekends have been... Yeah, I know. Sorry. Excuses, excuses. That's Come what on. my weekends have been dedicated to. Well, we did it, man. Yeah, we did. We did a completely invisible podcast. Yeah. It happened. Uh, sorry, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning into Sif Pop today. Uh, Sif Pop is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other shows on the network at studiodna.media, or you can search Studio DNA in your podcast player. Huge thanks to Andrew for hanging out today. Thank you, buddy. Huge thanks to Phil for producing the show. Love Always Phil. does a great job. Uh, and much love and gratitude to our Sif Pop members for giving monthly to make Sif Pop a real thing. Support starts at 3 bucks a month, and you get access to every single bonus episode we've ever recorded as well as some other fun perks. Uh, you can find out more information at patreon.com slash siftpop. That's with a T in the middle, siftpop. There are a lot of ways to connect with us at the podcast. Feel free to comment, uh, rate us at Apple Podcasts, leave a review. That's always a good thing to do. 
Uh, also, email us, feedback at sifpop.com with any questions you have for us. We get those on the show sometimes. And finally, if you're having a good time, your movie-loving friends will probably like it too, so let them know about it and that listening is much easier than making a suit with a thousand mechanical cameras that stay completely silent. Uh, next, we will have spoilers on The Invisible Man, and uh, then we'll be back next week with some Pixar. We're going to be talking about Onward. Ooh. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.